Good morning, church. What a privilege and honor it is to be together this morning, especially because we're joined together with the brothers and sisters from the Durban Church. A special welcome to you guys. I just have a quick shout out from the Northwest Teen Ministry. We've been using the Zoom platform during this lockdown time to stay connected. Every week we have a Bible discussion based off the topic of fear less, how we can fear less during this time, as well as Every Friday night, we continue to have our awesome fun nights together where we have incredible fun and continue creating memories. Thank you so much. Good morning, all. Sanbonani Nonke. Hi, it's Duncan and Lisa, and we lead the Durban Church in South Africa. We are filled with joy to be able to worship and fellowship with you all this morning. Greetings from the Soweto region of the Johannesburg Church of Christ. My name is Mpokalo. And I'm Pumla Kalo. We hope you have a wonderful time of fellowship this morning. We are sending you all our love from Soweto. Stay blessed. Good morning. My name is Ivor Boerta, and Amri and I lead the family ministry of the Northwest region. Today is Easter morning, and we've put together a series of clips from around the world on what the resurrection means to people from all backgrounds. So this is not a traditional sermon, but rather a collection of devotional thoughts. Enjoy. My name is Justin Renton. I bring you greetings from Johannesburg, South Africa. It is so good to be able to be hearing from disciples all around the world on this Easter morning about the power and the importance of the resurrection. You know, in 1 Corinthians 15, the Apostle Paul devotes the entire chapters, over 50 verses, to how fundamental the resurrection is to our faith. In verse 3, he says, I told you the most important part of the message. And he doesn't focus on uh, the death of Christ. He actually focuses on his resurrection. Now, that may seem like an obvious point, but obviously some Christians in Corinth had become quite humanistic and they'd started even doubting the truth of the resurrection. Christianity had morphed from them into a good philosophy, but it had lost its true power. And so the scriptures tell us that the resurrection changes everything for us as Christians. It changes how we view our life on this planet that we should see this planet as not our home, but rather as a place that we are simply passing through. We are just foreigners here. That that uh, that death is not the end, but in fact it's actually the beginning of true life for us. That we shouldn't store up treasures for ourselves here on earth, but rather we should store up our treasures in heaven. And certainly for us today, uh, that we have hope and security and peace in the midst of chaos and fear and panic that's gripping this world. Let me read to you from some extracts from the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, then those who have died will be raised to live forever. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. So church, in the midst of this global pandemic, 
filled with much death and fear and panic. We who are in Christ this Easter morning have hope and security and peace all because of the power of the resurrection of Christ. God bless you all. I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Jesus from the dead, but he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. For me, I am so excited that as a disciple, that I'm serving a God and a Lord who has risen. That our Lord has risen and that his resurrection gives us hope that the preaching, the message of hope that we have is not futile. Hi, I'm Magdalena. Me and my husband are serving the church in Helsinki, Finland. Let's read Ephesians 1, 19-20. And his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. This gives so much hope and reassurance. Jesus overcame Satan, death and power over sin. Jesus showed himself for many witnesses, giving clear directions to all the disciples how they should live as true Christians. He was with them for 40 days. The resurrection was so powerful that the disciples were willing to sacrifice their lives. And Thomas doubted even if he touched Jesus' nail marks. And I feel like him sometimes, having hard to trust and listening to voices of worry and keeping records of wrongs. The resurrection helps me to focus and value things above and seek and save the lost. It gives strength to overcome sin and have faith for other people. My name is Felix and I serve the church here in Port Mosby. A scripture that comes to mind whenever I think about the resurrection of Jesus is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14. The Bible reads, And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Every time I come across this text, particularly in this verse, the thing that really stirs my heart is how the message of the resurrection is still impacting the world today. Think about it. Even as I record this video, someone somewhere in your region, outside of your region, is surrendering or is about to surrender their life to Christ. The message of the resurrection is so powerful that it's more than just an historical event. It's more than just uh, a story that's been uh, recorded by eyewitnesses. Uh, even today, as I, as I study this text, uh, after more than 2,000 years uh, since Paul penned these words, the fact that it still transforms, still brings, still impacts lives uh, of hundreds and thousands and millions of people, that itself is very powerful. 
Uh, and I'm constantly reminded again, I'm convinced that the resurrection of Jesus is the foundation of my faith. I'm Roland Monhe, and I want to invoke a reflection from Psalm 16, a Psalm of David. Here the Bible says in Psalm 16, verse 8 through 11, the last trophy, I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices, my body will also rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. What a wonderful passage. The English word grave here, or Hades in some versions, is from the Greek Hades, and translates the Hebrew word Sheol. Sheol simply means underworld, or the realm of the dead, where, where the dead go. And this passage strikes me because as the psalmist is talking about the grave, he's also incredibly secure in the Lord's hands. He declares great joy in God, his God, who cares for him in life and in death. And so he doesn't fear Sheol. Now, as someone who tends to be anxious, I'm called higher to have this kind of confidence. Now, what's cool about this passage is that this passage was quoted by Apostle Peter in a sermon in Acts 2. And it refers to, you guessed it, the resurrection of Jesus. So Psalm 16 is a beautiful poetic picture of confidence in God, which is ultimately fulfilled in Jesus. We can place our trust in Him who loves us in life and in death, in good and bad, and everything in between. Amen. I would like to read John chapter 20, verse 19 to 21. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Here Jesus appears to his disciples after his resurrection. And he greets them, saying, Peace be with you. Now this was no ordinary greeting. Jesus was actually making a statement. And he's telling his disciples, I did it. I have overcome this world. I have defeated Satan and the power of sin. And I have made peace between you and your father by paying the price. Wow. And what that means for me is this, that I can approach God's throne of grace with confidence at any time, especially in my time of need. And I know that I will receive mercy. That is awesome. And that is the power of the resurrection for me, that Jesus made peace between me and my father. Hi, my name is Mulligan from London, England, and I want to share a scripture on the resurrection. It's from Luke 24, and it's in verse 27. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. This is Jesus talking to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And he uses, what I love about this is he uses the scriptures to explain to them all that's gone on before, and him now walking as the resurrected Lord. And I love this because this is one of around 12 times where he appears to different humans, different disciples, from individuals to up to 500 people in different locations from Jerusalem to Galilee to reveal 
who he is as the risen Lord. And I love this. I was an atheist when I came to the church and I struggled with understanding this resurrection power, this resurrected Lord. But it was great to know that the scriptures show me that I can go to the scriptures. I didn't need to see him resurrected. I didn't need to, like he could have said to the the disciples here, I'll show you a miracle. But he said, no, let's go back to the scriptures and let me show you who I am. And so today and, you know, 20 years ago when I came to Christ, I was able to look in the scriptures and understand and see who the resurrected Lord is. And this helps me no end, just being able to go back and find that evidence. Thanks so much for allowing me to share. Amen. Wow, was that not fantastic? I think the thing that struck me about the cross is the fact that God used the most tragic event in human history to bring about the most glorious, powerful, life-giving event in the resurrection. Amen. Such a wonderful way to connect worldwide. Thank you to all the brothers and sisters who shared their view on the resurrection of Jesus. At this stage, I think for me, what I got from all of their sharing is just that I'm reminded that his resurrection brings me peace. And it gives me purpose to be able to glorify God in this time of darkness as we are already people of the light.